Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Four, three, three two, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Serious Issues. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without too many comic books to read about. Mm, as the classic Perfect. saying goes. Um, hey, I'm Levens. That's Siobhan. And, Hello. Uh, when, we, when we can in 2020, we get together and we talk about all the comic books that we uh, have been reading. Uh, during these trying times. Uh, and uh, we're going to start this episode with some good news. The good news is that King's Comics, where um, Siobhan and I used to record the show and where Siobhan works and is arguably the best comic book store in Australia. Um, I, I could argue for the world, but it's, we it's don't need to have that argument now. It, it, wasn't, it didn't exist in any way, shape or form for months. Uh, because it was in between spaces and then just a plethora of, of hilarious happenstance. <laughs> yeah. Um, just make, prevented it from opening uh, for the longest time. And uh, as of a week and a half ago, King's Comics now exists as a physical space in Sydney once again. We're back, baby. Uh, what's the address now? 283 Clarence Street. And it is an enormous, uh, like, two-level... Uh, comic book store you've got all the new releases up the top with like a beautiful all ages section all of the uh, graphic novels are sorted by genre which is a very nice touch they do that in real bookstores why not comic book stores too we're real um, yeah exactly sense. but i just I, I know i love that uh i love that there's like a, a sci-fi section and a horror section and a romance section it's, it's great it's nice because it makes it easier for like newbies but also if you're like an established comic fan you can um, maybe find something new in a section that you like, you know? Especially because mm-hmm. we've been pulling out heaps of stuff from the the, um, the warehouse, older stock. And I also really like that we've um, we've just put the Australian comics in the genres as well, so they're not kind of segregated to their own little area. Yeah, that's great. So hopefully um, people will discover a few new titles as well. And then downstairs uh, is a massive, um, like, back issue, uh, like, shelf space, and then there's, like, CGC comics and... Uh, all kinds of uh, crazy collectible stuff down there. Stuff I never thought George would take out of the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and then, best of all, you have a Hulk. There is an enormous Hulk that greets you as you enter the store. And then there is a Spider-Man hanging out on top of a light in the store as well. It is pretty cool. It's a very cool looking store. I love the murals of all the different superheroes uh, all over the wall. Uh, it's a it's a great looking store. It's the kind of store that I would visit if I found out that it was in a place I was visiting on holiday yes. and having it as like our main comic book store in Sydney is very exciting. It's like a proper destination now. And it's, um, it's very nice. People have said, you know, this feels like it's kind of a spiritual, uh, you know, like it's more similar to something like Freak, um, Forbidden Planet in New York or something like that, which yes. we're like, hoo, 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 thank you so much. But I actually think that as a store, it's nicer, but it's very nice. It's, it's very nice. Very it's nice very nice new store. feeling. I love the like, it kind of feels like a train station, and there's yes, like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, like a good, a good a, a, that, that makes. I don't, I don't have like a thing for train stations. <laughs> I do. You do, um, oh, wow. and I love What's it. What's your favorite favorite train station? Go. Um, I mean, it's very hard to go past the Trinity of Central Town Hall, St James. <laughs> 
St. James is, it completes the Trinity, really. You wouldn't put Wynyard? No, fuck Wynyard. Wow. Fuck Love Wynyard. St. James. It's out here. Okay, great. Uh, well, uh, you can walk to King's Comics from almost all of those stations at Siobhan. I mean, all Town of Hall's definitely. closest, but definitely all of them. Uh, and uh, if you can't make it uh, to Sydney um, because of many, many reasons, mm. uh, then uh, you can find every comic that we talk about on the show at kingscomics.com for online purchase. Siobhan, uh, the, one of the best things about King's Comics being open again is that I'm finally able to read something that I thought I would never get my hands on ever again in my lifetime. Uh, for the first time since December last year, I was able to pick up a stack of single-issue comics. Hell yeah. How'd it feel? Uh, flimsy, but <laughs> wholesome. <laughs> Reassuring. Uh, yeah, so I've, I'm finally catching up on all these um, comics that... Uh, that I, 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 you know, I forgot that I was reading month to month. That's uh, kind of like it. presence to yourself from the past. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I've caught up on Criminal and Love and Rockets oh my God, and Gideon yes. Falls and Ice Cream Man. Yes. And uh, I still have some sex criminals to catch up on. Um, but uh, X-Men, like, yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of great stuff. A lot of great comics coming out, everybody. Yeah, there and, are. Uh, there's even a new Hickman book called um, Decorum. It's so weird. It's super I love weird. It. Of course you do. <laughs> you can describe what it's about because I... Uh... Nope. <laughs> but I know it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are we even going to attempt this one? I genuinely... I've read two issues and I can't remember. I mean, like... It's like... It's like... The, it's very yet. Hickman formula where yeah. it's him working with a very good artist. Uh, in this Some instance, graphs. He's working with... Um, what's his name? Huddleston. Um, Mike Huddleston. Um, and Russ Wooten, um, and uh, it's you know an intricately designed comic with tons of uh, of back matter wedged in between the uh, the art. Uh, so much world building done through just like insane Hickmanese. Yep. Uh, it's I guess it's set in a weird future world, and there's like is it like assassins for hire, like mercs kind of, and then there's like weird societies and all, all that kind of. You Sounds know, like Hickman. There may or may not be a world engine in this book. <laughs> I'm just like, it's like Hickman bingo. <laughs> oh, that's such they a good idea. I love Hickman it. Hickman bingo? Okay, yeah. let's all set it up. We'll do it. Um, but uh, the uh, the biggest surprise in my stack was um, a, a book by Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney. Yes, please. Um, it is published by Skybound um, and Image. Um, and it also features Matt Wilson on colors and Russ Wooten on lettering. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Robert Kirkman, best known for, you know, the, the most, uh, successful independent comics of the last decade, The Walking Dead and, um, uh, Invincible, Invincible. uh, and more recently Die, Die, Die. 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 I like that one a lot, but, uh, here he is teaming up with Chris Sumney, um, best known for his work alongside Mark Wade on Daredevil and Black Widow and Captain America. Um, and uh, he's now doing his own thing, and uh, one of those things is doing this book with Robert Kirkman called Firepower. And essentially, it is Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney doing their take on the Iron Fist um, origin story. Mm. Uh, yeah, like fairly like unremarkable white guy from America climbing atop a mountain in Asia and learning some ancient kung fu arts. I believe he's supposed to be Asian American, but yes. Like fish out of water kind yeah. of situation in a Buddhist uh, temple. And uh, there's like all kinds of, you know, you, you, you the, it, it's at first it's, it's different enough. There's like a lot of great Robert Kirkman humor. Um, Chris Sumney's art is incredible from the get go where you have this, you know, man lost in the snow. Um, in the, the snow is just like so beautiful and, and threatening and, and big and vast. Um, we should mention that this is. Um, this is volume one, a prelude. So it's a trade pack paperback that came out. And uh, this is just a prelude to the actual series, which I've not read any of the issues of. Are they out yet in Australia? Nope. Right. There's Apparently been the, the free, comic, a free book comic, day comic book day issue. issue. Yeah, have you read which that? I thought it was just the first issue of that. Because, no, um, it's, it's continuing the story. Oh, I'm dumb. I'll have to pick it up. I bet it's already mm. sold out. Crap. Yeah, so, so fire, Firepower is like... Um, 
just this like in, in, incredible big setup where you learn like you know this this guy who's come from America he's he's an orphan he doesn't know his parents and he's trying to figure out the mystery of his parents but um, his master at this uh, atop of this mountain who's teaching him how to fight um, and teaching him like soup, like basically how to how to punch with punch fire through your fist hell yeah um, uh, he's like maybe you don't want to know who your parents are because they're linked to some horrible uh, occurrences in our group's past. And then the past comes back to bite them. But luckily they have fire punch powers. And uh, the book ends with a, like a 10 years later. Um, and uh, it looks like our, our main character is no longer atop of this mountain. He is now an everyman USA, <laughs> raising a child, cooking meat on a barbecue. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess this is going to be, again, his past coming back to get him. Maybe a, a kind of take on what we saw with Silencer, where oh, you have yeah. an ex- incredibly well-trained supervillain now trying to, uh, or superhero now trying to just li- li- live a normal life, but the past won't let them. Um, I loved this. This is great fun. It's so good, man. I like. I read this four months ago, maybe. They sent around retailer copies just to be like, just so you know, you should order really big on this. And I've basically <laughs> just been shouting in people's faces about it since then. So I'm thrilled that um, other people have gotten to read it now because I thought it was so good. It's just like an amazing kung fu movie. Yeah, it's it's crazy cheap too. It was like uh, 16 bucks Australian for a full trade paperback with yes. very, you know, even though it's, it's the start of a story, it's, you know, it's a, you know, over 100 pages of, of, of setup and, and, uh, and a, a pretty uh, satisfying arc. Yeah, I think it's really smart the way that they did that. So they released that first as like a um, incentive. A very, very long and uh, satisfying teaser. Yeah, to hopefully get people to sign up for the um, the single issue format. And I think it's yeah. great. I love it. I loved it. I, so re- I really, really loved Firepower. Um, have Same. you Have you read, read anything this month that you loved even more, Siobhan? Um, what have I read? I've made, I made a list. Um, what's good? I mean, Jimmy Olsen continues to be amazing. Surprising no one. It's the last Maddie issue Fraction. this week. I'm very excited. Oh, wow. It's, it's finished? Oh, oh, it's coming out this week. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to get that trade collection. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Yes. Uh, I, I might even get the hardcover because uh, I know that this is a comic that I will treasure forever. Yeah, same. It's way worth it. Have I talked to you about Far Sector before? I feel like I've read one issue of that. Is that the one that... Who's, who's that one by? So it's by N.K. Jemison who is a, um, uh, like a fantasy novelist. Oh, is the Green novelist. Lantern one? Yes. Yes, I've read the first issue of this. It was awesome. Tell, tell me more about it. Um, so this is written by N.K. Jemison, who is the acclaimed award-winning author of the Broken Earth, Broken Earth and Inheritance science fiction trilogies. Um, and this is with Jamal Campbell on art. And it's like a Green Lantern story that has absolutely nothing to do with any other element of the Green Lantern universe. And it is like so refreshing. It's so great. It's someone able, it's like a proper cop procedural, a big like fish out of water kind of um, character story as well. Um, And it's like this sci-fi murder mystery set on the other side of the universe as an earth woman becomes the green lantern for a like totally alien sector. So she's not, you know, in the earth sector, she's somewhere way, way far away. And it's kind of her dealing with the cultural differences staying true to herself, trying to solve this murder mystery while also being in this, like, um, really odd society. Right. Yeah, cool. It's great. How many the issues art is are we gorgeous. Um, what are, How many are we up to? Six? I'm going to guess. So we've been through I was, one I was going to guess four. Wow, two more than four. Two more than four. Uh-huh. Um, and is it under a different, like publishing imprint of dc is it's got like a is it like a black label thing i think it's a... technically young animal because okay, cool. it's it's definitely like standalone so if you've always thought that you would like a space cop procedural and you like the potential of the green lantern uh sort of power set but can't be fucked with all of the howls and johns and kyles i noticed you didn't say guy gardner how could you be sick of him then this is like this is so good and jamal campbell is like an amazing cartoonist it's gorgeous she's so cool it's like such a cool character design i love it awesome well that is two comics that are not from japan so why don't we rip the band-aid off (laughs) let's make Uh, this manga issues again and you you can learn how many manga series i've read since we last recorded great Um, before i get deep into the uh into the series that i've uh binged insane amounts of 
um, and make you all feel disgusting for me. Um, I want to spotlight a, um, a publisher um, who's been distributing um, manga uh, in America and abroad. Um, they are called Denpa, and I spoke about them a couple of episodes ago when I talked about um, Nobuyuki Fukumoto, aka FKMT. He does um, uh, the Mahjong manga, um, Ak- Akagi, that I was really obsessed with. And then his most famous manga is called Kaiji, Gambling Apocalypse. Uh-huh. Um, and it is about like a, a, just a broke down on his luck dude who keeps finding himself in uh, increasingly ridiculous and dangerous um, gambling situations where he essentially has to like gamble away his life in order to survive. Um, and... It is uh, crazy. The, the, the anime is on Crunchyroll um, and it's really, really good from a couple years ago. Um, and uh, uh, the first two volumes of Kaiji have been published by this publisher, Denpa. Um, and so I wrote to them and I said, hey, I would love to check out some of the other um, very different looking um, manga that you guys have published. Um, it looks like a lot of it is uh, shoujo, uh, like uh, manga written by women for women. Um, and I've re- I haven't read much of that, so I thought, why not dip my toe in that that pool? <clears throat> yeah. um, I got a compilation, um, an, an anthology, I guess, um, a, a, a romance anthology, um, all yes. about romance on trains in Japan. Um, and the, the book <laughs> is called Maiden Railways, and it's by Asumiko Nakamura. I love trains. Um, <laughs> yeah, you would absolutely adore this book. This and you should so talk- good. Talk to Jim at King's about publishing Denpa because I'll send you the link to their website. Just like just looking at the covers, you'll be like, I want to read that. I want to read that. I want to read that. I yeah. want to read that. Um, so uh, Maiden Railways, like the first short is like, because there actually are like cars of trains in uh, in Japan that are known as like the romance cars. Oh my God. Um, and so there's a, a few stories told of like, um, like unlikely conversations starting up between like a pickpocket and a man who is seemingly escaping his his wife because they're having a fight and then this big romantic entanglement happens um and uh it's gorgeous art really really sweet there's a few like you know um there's like a ghost romantic romance story in there but my favorite was one about uh a guy who um his wife um when asks for him to go and buy her some cream puffs on the way home from work. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to buy cream puffs at this place that he hears is really, really good. There's always a line when he gets there to buy the cream puffs, which are very good, by the way, don't worry about that. But then he's like, well, there's still a line. What's the line for? And then he realizes that the line is actually to go and eat your cream puff while you sit down and play with model trains out the back of this bakery. <laughs> and he becomes addicted to this active of playing with these you know intricate model trains um and and he does it like you know many nights a week um like clockwork he's always there for many hours um and tells his wife that he has to work late and then she starts suspecting that that he's having an affair so he tracks she tracks him down and then finds out that actually he's he's just addicted to to racing model trains with a uh weird bunch of of people that also love that does it end in divorce (laughs) no it's 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 actually it ends really really sweetly uh, it, it's it's about community. It's about oh, togetherness. Yeah, of course. It's about trains. It's I about cream it. puffs. It's about unity. Um, <laughs> that was an unbelievably good um, uh, anthology. It's called Maiden Railways, again by Asumiku Nakamura. Um, and uh, yeah, there's seven different stories in it. Um, and like, there's like you know some of the one of the stories explores like a, a lesbian romance. One of them explores like uh, you know a teenage romance it's it's uh it's great it's so good that sounds um, amazing she her best known work is classmates which was made into a movie a couple of years ago um but she's great and definitely someone that i want to read more of um and then the other um book that i started reading is uh they published six volumes of a story called inside mari by shuzu um oshimi um and uh it is about like a body swap kind of uh movie you know we've not movies our book and we've seen plenty of body swaps before where 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 a guy wakes up and he's trapped in a girl's body and he grabs the boobs and he's like whoa and so of course it starts of course it starts like that and um like he's like this like you know this gaming loser yep um who and he uh um he like he he, you know he's 
apartment is a pigsty and he's super shy about around girls. Um, but he's obsessed with this girl that he occasionally sees at the um, convenience store near his house. And one, one night he follows her home just to keep looking at her with, and again, he doesn't think he's being a creep. Um, and then, uh, the next morning he wakes up and he's in her body Um, and he feels really guilty and he knows that he has to, um, to write this wrong. So in the first volume, he tracks down his own, he tries to track down his himself to basically talk to Mari, the girl who is inside. And he assumes that she's trapped in his body. But then when he finds himself, it's just him that Mari isn't trapped in him. And he doesn't recognize Mari. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Wow. So then you have all of Mari's friends, who are like, something's wrong. You're not right. What have you done with Mari? And <laughs> they don't want to help him. And uh, it's it's like, so it starts off like, oh, I've, I've, you know, watched a movie like this. I've read a book like this. You know, it's just going to be cute body swap antics. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of fun book that explores what, you know, like different genders and um, I guess like teenage Japanese uh, sensibilities uh it was really, really cool and definitely a series that I want to continue on. Um, so that was Inside Mari. There's six volumes published um, in, in in the West by Denpa. I don't know how long the series is overall, but I, I definitely want to read all of it. Um, there's so many great looking books, maybe about like, like like 20 something that they've published so far. There's one called An Invitation from a Crab, which yeah, looks please. really, really good. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of Pez or Super Dimensional Love Gun. There's like... A few like yeah, there's some queer titles. There's some um, horny titles. Hell yeah, you got it all covered. You got to, there's a little bit of action. There's gambling. Uh, action, of, gambling, teens, horniness. Uh, what so kind of out. sin you... are we peddling here? <laughs> you can uh, you can buy them physically or you can buy them digitally at their website, which is denpa d e n p a dot pub. Um, and I highly recommend everyone, especially you, Siobhan, yeah. uh, check these guys yeah. out. And maybe even it. speak to Jim about getting them uh, stocked at King's because their books are very good. Yeah. we got to fix up our manga section. Anyway, <laughs> I've been reading a horny teen manga book. Hell yeah. I read the second volume, big omnibus edition of Gantz, which I was talking about last time. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Um, remind me what that book is about again. <laughs> so Gantz is a book where... A bunch of people who seemingly die are transported into a random room where there's this big ball that has a man inside it called Gantz. And Gantz says, you have to go kill these weird aliens. What The first one's one that looks like an onion, and then the next one is like a big bird guy, and then the next ones are like these big uh, statues. And mm-hmm. if you get 100 points in the game of Gantz, then you're allowed to go back to your life. But if you don't then you're fully dead forever. And it's like, you don't get points in the way that you think you're going to get points. It's not exclusively for killing aliens. Sometimes it's for like attitude, (laughs) stuff like that. It's, and it's like, it's so strange. There's a heap of weird sex stuff. So much weird sex stuff. All the girls have like massive honkers and like, (laughs) um, the dudes are real weird about it. There's like a whole lot of threatened, implied or attempted sexual violence so if that's not a thing that you enjoy you know be warned um not that i'm saying i enjoy it but you know it's an element of the book um and every chapter title has just a chick with her tits out for no reason (laughs) just for no reason just every every chapter page you're like oh okay there's another chick with her tits out great i love it um but it's so weird and so violent and so odd i'm i'm so obsessed with it i love it it's great how, so how many how much of the series have you got left to read um i don't know Ugh, i mean there's 37 volumes for crying out loud and i think i've read about six volumes so i can't imagine i'm going to read all of it but <laughs> um it is great is it ongoing or is it one that's finished no nah, i think off? it's finished you could do it you could take on all, all 37 volumes i mean i could but <laughs> I will i probably not but, you know, if if my friend continues to lend me the volumes as she purchases them, then yes, I will finish it. <laughs> but it's really a, enjoyable. There's an anime of this as well. Yes. I, like, I think I think there's been live-action ones. There's, there's heaps. Wow. Yep, two live-action movies and a CGI anime film. It's, it's super popular. The Gantsiverse. It's very, very odd. 
Um, I've also been rereading Tezuka's Blackjack. Oh, like that's the amazing. Millionth time, which is so good. Um, well, speaking of your favorite manga, uh, guess what I finally read all of? What did you finally read all of? Come on, just think of one of your absolute Pluto. favorites. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I finished Pluto. <laughs> what did you think? Um, I loved it so much. Oh, so yeah, I so am, I'm, I'm, I'm on a tear. I've been reading the, uh, the perfect editions of 20th Century Boys. Please. Um, which, uh, of course, uh, is uh, written uh, and drawn by Naoki Urasawa. Um, and uh, he is... That's, that's one of his most famous works. I would say his most famous works are, yeah, 20th Century Boys and Monster. Monster's and really famous. Just after that is Pluto. And Pluto is, uh, uh, is based on a, um, an Astro Boy um, uh, story uh, written by Osamu Tezuka um, many, many years ago. And, and um, Urasawa asked for Tezuka's uh, permission to expand upon that story and make it write his own version of it. Basically, it's about... Um, like, I don't know what happens in the Astro Boy story, but it, Pluto is about, it starts with the death of a beloved robot where it was set sometime in the future. It's set in Germany. Um, and, uh, the detective who's put on the case to find out who killed Montmark and then also, um, a, a very famous robot scientist, human robot scientist. Um, they both die around the same time and he believes that the cases are linked. Um, the man who is put in charge of, uh, the detective who's put in charge of the case is also a robot. Um, and, uh, we, I mean, he writes essentially like mystery books, but each mystery book is written in a different style or genre. Yeah. Um, but at the heart of all of his stories is just like this big, crazy, increasingly bigger, uh, mystery. Um, which I think some, some of his most attractors are like biggest attractors. I've always seen, um, criticism like, you know, all the, the, the mystery didn't live up to how much lead up there was to it. I think, you know, some of his series can, can go overly long, you know, into the hundreds of, of, of chapters, but Pluto is a very, very, um, uh, short, like it's a 60, 60 chapter, six yeah. volume, um, manga. And, uh, it is so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's just one of the best. I only had, uh, the first, um, the first two volumes. And then so I had to, um, I've ordered the rest and I read, read the rest of it. Um, via various other means because Urasawa doesn't release digital copies of his stories, which Fuck is a yeah, I love because... him. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pro that. Yeah, woo, go Urasawa, I love you. Anyway, so I finished Pluto, and then I um, in the same night I finished Pluto. Um, so that I got woken up um, by my son crying one night, and we had to get up early at six a.m. to then drive to my grandparents' place last weekend. Um, and so, um, I woke up to my son knowing that I had to wake up at six. It was two 30. I couldn't get back to sleep. And I was like, I know reading will make me sleepy. And so I picked up Pluto and I read like the second half of all of Pluto, Mm. 30 chapters of it. And then I was like, wow, that was amazing. And then I started monster. And so now I'm reading (laughs) Urasawa's monster. And then you never slept again because monster's Uh, terrifying. Holy shit. It's so good. Again, this is like. Monster's like a very traditional like murder mystery um, story about a, a surgeon um, who is basically forced between like you know as you would as a surgeon you have to you have to choose who you're going to save um, and he he saves a young boy instead of the mayor um, at, at at the behest of his um, uh, boss slash um, future father-in-law. Um, and then he loses everything in his career, but he believes that he's done the right thing as a surgeon. But that decision comes back to haunt him and everyone around him. Um, and uh, it is a uh, like a globe-trotting uh, murder mystery. It's like so a, good, like a serial killer thriller. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a like a more traditional horror. Um, it's, it's so good. It's such a terrifying, like psychological thriller. I love it, but I I've read it once all the way through, and I've still got it on my shelf. I'm always like, oh, I'll re- I'll reread that, and then I just end up rereading Master Keaton again because it's like so nice and like lovely. Um, yeah, so that, and monsters I, I guess, terrifying. I want to come and steal your Master Keaton uh, collection. I I love Master Keaton. I almost like I reread it all when um, Dash was born, and I was like up a lot feeding him yep and then i got to the end and i just went back and started rereading it again because <laughs> <laughs> i love it so much it's such like my ultimate comfort book now 
So he did he just do the art for that or did he co-write it with somebody? He co-wrote it with um, a couple of other people, I think. Some of the ones yeah, right, he sort sweet. of did by himself, but some of them he worked with other people, I think. Um, but I just love it. It's so good. Yeah, I think maybe I should read every... I've already read every Junji Ito book this year. Maybe I should read every Naoki Urasawa book as well. Yeah, man, there's there's a few new things that are being published soon, I think, in English, which I'm really excited about because he's pretty prolific and there's not that much um, available in print. Yes, totally. Um, actually, uh, I think I've already ordered <laughs> um, the... What's it coming? It's coming out very soon. It's like a quite a short collection. Um, Zujirushi or something like that. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. What an amazing writer. And also what an amazing, like, the the amount of emotion that he is able to sort of compress into, like, just one panel, just a set of eyes. You can, he manages to be so expressive. Muji Rushi, The Sign of Dreams, that's coming out um, in a proper English release this year. Um, and then I think there's another thing called Sneeze, the Naoki Urasawa story collection coming out soon too. Well, Very I can't exciting wait. stuff. I'm so Check glad. Out, I'm so glad you finally. Viz, Viz publishes all of it um, and they're beautiful um, uh, physical collections. Yeah. Um, and his artwork is, is phenomenal. The translations are very, very good. Uh, it, he's absolutely like a, one of the storytellers that you should read at least one story by in your lifetime. Yeah. And so far, 20th Century Boys and Pluto and what I've read of Monster are like, you know, like they're all in my, my top 10 things I've, I've read. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pluto so good. stays in my top 10 forever and ever and ever when other things rotate out because I just haven't read anything as amazing, I don't think. Damn. I love it. Yeah, so I, um, before I went on my big Urasawa journey, um, I read all of Hunter Hunter. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> You're such a AKA classic weeb now. <laughs> Hunter x Hunter, if you didn't, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is like, a, I, I mean, I, I love Shonen Manga. Um, it's something that I didn't realize I liked until I started reading it um, just under t- under two years ago. Um, and then I tried to read all of it, and I'm still trying to read all of it. In Good fact, luck. When I finished Hunter Hunter, I was like, Oh, I know. Now I'm finally going to read Naruto. And then I started reading it and I was like, I'm not ready for another shonen manga that's 700 chapters long yet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, Go hug your I, wife. I, I aged up a little bit and started reading Pluto instead. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, have you read any or, or seen any of Hunter Hunter before? I only know of it through like selling it at King's, but I've had no like direct. Um, it's it's yeah. Yeah, written and drawn by Yoshihiro Togashi. Um, and he is, uh, before Hunter Hunter, he was most known for Yu Yu Hakusho, Hakusho, um, uh, which is another shonen manga and very famous anime um, series. But Hunter Hunter is kind of the best known of his works. And I think it almost has like a, it's almost infamous now because it's unfinished. It's like, um, and, and it's, it's, you know, 300 and something chapters deep with no sign of ending anytime soon, except in the last couple of years, there's only been a handful of chapters. It's not a regular manga anymore. And um, it could be because of his mental health that he stopped. But, you know, the life of a manga car sounds horrible. Um, yeah, terrible. Terrible what we do non- to these people. Non-stop writing and drawing and, you know, very demanding yeah. um, career. But, uh, yeah, um, Hunter Hunter is is basically about a, a little boy named Gon who um there's a there's a in, in in his world which is essentially our world except upside down um you can be a hunter which is like i guess like a secret almost like an agent of shield or whatever um and you get a hunter license and then you can either use it to like you know hunt strange crazy beasts or journey to different parts of the globe that have been undiscovered so far or get into fights take out hits like do work for the government all kinds of crazy stuff like that and he meets all these characters it starts off as like this like you know classic shonen stuff where it's him having to overcome all these challenges and be the best and it's it's very parallel to dragon ball um you know he is a you know a little kid with with green hair um it, it totally like you can see the, the similarities at first but what this has that a lot of shonen manga doesn't is um like genuine emotional angst uh. um, because gone he lives without his father and so much of it is about him trying, like all he wants to do is track down his father and speak to his father. He doesn't necessarily want his father to be his father, but he just wants to speak to him. Um, and uh, you meet villains that um, 
are explained in such a thorough way where you feel sorry for them and you know is killing them the right the right thing to do um there are there was one arc that i knew was going to be um uh like a lot of people had told me like one of the best shonen manga arcs ever is um I can't pronounce this word. What is it? It's uh, my my terrible instinct is to pronounce it Chimera, but it's not. It's like Chimera, Chimera, Chimera Ant Arc, and it's basically about like these super powerful uh, aliens that come to Gon's world, and um, uh, the queen starts like basically whenever whoever she eats, she's then able to combine with their body parts and make super powered cool. being versions of them. Cool. Um, and like they, 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 there's a lot of death in this manga, um, and and like real consequences. It also does like a lot of like crazy things where it will like spend so long, you know, setting up what you think will be the, the team for the entirety of this manga run, and then you just don't see two of the two of these what I thought were main characters for like 200 chapters, and then they finally show up again, and then like the two main like definite main characters, they're not in it in this current arc anymore. Amazing. Um, and that's the arc that, that 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 it was left on, which I I think was but maybe like the the least I enjoyed the series. This like very very dense um, arc about like just like exp- it's like them traveling to a new world, and there's all these different kings and princes, and they've all got their own bodyguards, and so every chapter is like just introducing seventy new characters at a time. And I'm like, it. you've already got so many good characters. Stop making new ones. But uh, now it's in this weird limbo period where, like, yeah, I think the last last chapters came out like very early last year, and no one knows when the next ones are coming out. But I've read it all, and I really enjoyed almost all of it. Yeah, I know it has very um very obsessive fans. Yeah, no, it's a great it's a great series, and I think yeah, two that they've had two anime um, made made based off it, and the most recent one is quite beloved. Hmm, cool. Yeah, that's good stuff. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Have you got any more comics to tell, tell me about? Um, a few. I read the latest uh, Lucy Nisley book, who she does really great autobio comics, like um, uh, what are, Kid Gloves, which was about being pregnant, Relish, My Life in the Kitchen, French Milk something new. So she just does like autobiographical comics about various stages of her life. And most recently she had a child. And so go to sleep then in brackets. I miss you is, um, cartoons from the fog of new parenthood. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and it's basically just like her kind of sketchbook doodles from those first sort of, okay. First six months of the baby's life or first year of the baby's life. Sorry. Um, I wish I did that. Even though I suck at drawing, I wish I had tried to like put put the, 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 those insane years into into some form of art. Because it's crazy how quickly you forget, isn't it? Yeah. Um, my boys are like three and one now, as of last yep. week. So I'm already like, oh god, where's where oh my are god, my babies? That, you have a one year old now. That's insane. I have a one year old. I know. Little da- baby dashy. 
Um, but I really, I really like, I always recommend Lucy Nisley's comics. I think she's like just an unbelievably talented cartoonist and the sort of generosity with which she shares her personal experience. I find very moving. Um, and she draws the cutest babies of all time. So if you know a new <laughs> mum, um, I really recommend this as a gift. I think it would be like a really lovely thing because it's quite a weird specific experience. And I, I, you know, the, the motherhood experience, like it's very kind of expected, but the spec the specifics of it, I feel like I didn't hear that much about and it can be quite a weird isolating thing to go through. Right. Um, so it's like lovely. Like every now and again, I flip past one and it's so exactly what you're going through that you're like, ha that's amazing. Um, <laughs> so I really, really rate it. I think she's very talented. I would recommend that a lot. Um, I also would recommend Steady Diet. Did you check this one out yet? Have you seen it? The, oh, this is by uh, published by one of our good friends and previous guests on the podcast. Chris Neal. Um, uh, he of Meet Me in the Pit fame. He published four, four uh, volumes of an anthology of Australian music comics. Basically, comics based on uh, comics based on music by all Australian writers and artists, and now he has turned his sights to food. So, Steady Diet is another anthology series. Um, he gets a lot of the same people who were involved in Meet Me in the Pit back for this one, but there's also a lot of new faces, um, and it's so good. Like, I mean, I love food. You love food, um, so it's lovely reading people uh, talking about food, their own personal experiences. Some people write recipes. Some people um, just share kind of various stories about food it's really good yeah, cool. i did a bad awesome. job of explaining it but i really really recommend it um you can buy it on the internet look it up guys you know how he, to has like a, he has like a publishing website yeah yeah if you look up blueprint comics you'll be That's able to buy that and all the issues of meet me in the pit there as well yeah, um, um did you great, know there's great anthologies did you know there's a new fence graphic novel this week no way wow they're finally continuing it called wow, rivals also, oh, it's not called Fence. It's called, or is it called Fence? It's Rivals. called Fence Rivals. Great. Have you read it? No, not yet. That I'm is very try exciting. And news. Pick it up tomorrow because I'm very okay. excited about that. Okay, I'll have to send send our friends in, at Kings an email. Yes, ASAP. please. Um, and what's then that, the, what's that? What's that, uh, that physical address again for Kings Comics? Two hundred and eighty three Clarence Street, Sydney. Very I'm close. My, very close to Town Hall Station. Um, the last one I wanted to talk about because I, I don't know who it's. I've got to see who it's published by. It's not It's not necessarily published by a traditional comic publisher. Um, and I'm only reading it because I'm judging the ledgers again and I got sort of all my judging copies and stuff recently. The ledgers is an, is an Australian uh, comic book uh, awards night. Exactly. Um, and I got a copy of the Anders comics or Anders comics. I know a awesome. guy called Anders, so I'm going to call him Anders. A-N-D-E-R-S. My son, Archie, has read the first one of these and he loved it so much. Yeah, they are so brilliant. Um, my son has basically just like completely claimed it and it's like his property now, but I get to read it to him. Um, so That's I've been great. enjoying it as well. And it's just these incredibly sweet um, kids comics. I reckon probably it depends on your kids like comprehension level and stuff, but probably I would say like six to 10 maybe um, about this little cat guy, I think called Anders, whose best friend is an elephant called Bernie who lives like next door to him. And mm -hmm. they have bugs that they fly around the sky in and they build cubby houses and go on adventures. And they're just these really kind of sweet, slowly paced, but very, very funny and very expressive kids comics and like the drawings are very small but detailed and simple and it's it's very difficult to express how much i love it but i really highly recommend um you can go to anderscomics.com and read a sample of a couple of the books there and there's three books anders and the comet anders and the volcano and anders and the castle and they're all great yeah, I would definitely recommend them uh, to anyone. They're, they're so fun. They're so sweet. Yeah. There's a timelessness that you only expect from, like, books that someone tells you is a classic already. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. And there's lots of little subtle things that they do in it that I think are really, like, meaningful. Like, one of the characters just has two mums and it's never kind of... Um, 
and also an eye patch. You know, like they have a disability and it's never really commented on. And one of the other kids, it's never explicitly said, but seems like he doesn't have as much money as maybe his friends. Like he doesn't have as many toys or things to do and can't go on holiday with his family. Um, And it's just little things like that that are really normalizing and I think really healthy and really lovely. And I love it. Yeah, I loved it too. I've got got to read the other. So there's three books all up, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I would would read it by myself, (laughs) even if I didn't have a child. Um, so the last book I want to talk about is one uh, that I've been reading for a while now. It's uh, published in Shonen Jump, but Viz Media just yeah. Ooh, uh, published the cool. first trade. Uh, it's called Spy Family, um, and it follows a master spy whose name is Twilight, um, who has to infiltrate, basically in order to take down um, a very powerful man who is also very private. The only way he can get to this man to take him down as a spy is to infiltrate a, um, a school and so this single master spy has to find himself uh, a wife and a child uh, so he can <laughs> complete his mission. So he um, adopts, basically first he, get, he gets a wife um, and she doesn't know that he's a spy and he doesn't know that she's actually a master assassin. Um, <laughs> and then they adopt a child and neither of them know that, that the child that they adopt is a telepath. Great, um, great. So you have a, a, a master spy a uh, uh, a renowned assassin and a telepath and then they end up buying a dog who can predict the future <laughs> but none of them know this except the little girl who's a telepath obviously obviously she knows um, and it starts out as like a very kind of like week by week kind of like antic strip style comedy um but uh it's now like in in the 30s i think in terms of chapters and it's like yeah it's it's, it's a proper ongoing um, plot now about basically like like the, the girl has to do well at school so she doesn't get ex- expelled so, and she's trying to befriend this, the son of this guy that her dad is trying to take out and she was an orphan and she doesn't want to go back to the orphanage so she wants to impress her father um, and yeah it's it's so good she has she's so neurotic because she can hear everybody's thoughts all the time and so she knows all the horrible things that the people posing as as her parents have done. It's just, it is such a genius um, comedy story. It's called Spy Family. Um, it's uh, written and drawn by Tatsuya Endo, um, and it is excellent. You can read uh, the first few chapters for free on the Shonen Jump app, or I think it's very inexpensive. It's 10 bucks US uh, to pick up the, the first Tankaban, the first volume of Spy Family. Heck um, yeah. It's great. Siobhan, you would love this. Yeah, that sounds so, so funny. That sounds so silly. I need to check that out. I'm sure I've seen it um, on the shelves. Yeah, my, my um, it was like on my on my uh, bedside table um a few few weeks ago, and um, B, my wife finished uh a, a, her book, and she doesn't read. She reads maybe like one comic a year, and this yep. year it was Spy Family because she finished her book and she was like, <laughs> I don't know what to read next, and I was like, You'll love this, and she just smashed it all like That's so good. She couldn't put it down. <laughs> She's like, how do you, why do you read manga at night? It doesn't make me tired. It just it gets me really excited. I'm like, yeah, maybe I need <laughs> to rethink. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's true though. I've been reading Akira before bed and that's, um, it's too stimulating, frankly. Yeah, I've, oh God, that one in particular. That's a, I, I, although I find, I think the way to, 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 to get drowsy that is just to like, Look at the rocks. Mm. <laughs> Look at the ground. Count all the pebbles and the stones and the the ripples in the water and the the clouds in the sky. Oh, it's like meditation. Is, Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. What an incredible, incredible. You got to read. You got to read um, Empire, the new Marvel event before bed because that's a snooze. Am I right? I've got. I've got no. Yeah. So I'm, let's let's end the episode. What are your thoughts on comics in 2020? It has been such a weird year. It's yeah, so I, weird. I mean, we. St- I, I guess last year and the year before that, like. It's, well, 2018, you and I were reading almost everything. Yes. Way too much. We burn ourselves out. Um, and then 2019 was me trying to find a balance and then trying to, like, l- allowing myself to read, you know, more longer series and older things yeah. and realizing that I enjoy that so much and, like, just every week cutting less and less and less till I, I was down to, like, you know, five, between five and ten new single issues a week, which even still is quite a lot. Um, then Kings shuts down at the start, the start of the year. I don't get to pick up any new comics. So all I do is just read manga series. <laughs> um, and uh, horrible things keep happening. 
yeah. to creators. Like, like, or not, they don't, they're not happening to creators I like. My, the creators I like are horrible. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> is what turns I'm trying out to everyone's say. a jerk. <laughs> um, and uh, I keep, it, like, I just keep being disappointed by some of, like, some of the creators and some of the publishers by, uh, and I know that, like, I know that, the manga writers and the manga publishers are probably as guilty as, as many oh God, disgusting yeah. acts that I don't know about. Um, so I, I'm not blaming my love of manga on me being disenfranchised by comics, but I just like the superhero comics in particular, like I love Marvel. I love, I, and I, and, and, and I love, you know, I, I have that era of DC that I love so much, but I haven't, I haven't loved DC in like, I guess 15 years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marvel for me, I now feel similarly. I now just cannot be bothered with any of it. There's too much, frankly. I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Like, this is obviously a time of great change for most industries. And I think that there's like this huge kind of exodus of um, sexual abusers, hopefully, will mm-hmm. make some kinds of changes. But I mean, it, it would require these huge fucking multinationals to actually give a shit about anything but profit. Sorry to be. Like no, I love it. But, um, preach, it, preach, sister. <laughs> so I just don't. I, I I don't see anything hugely dramatic happening at either DC or Marvel, frankly. But having doing the ledgers has actually been kind of uh, wonderful for me because I don't think I've ever seen this many incredible locally produced comics. So I feel kind of. I do feel more hopeful about the kind of indie comic world than maybe yeah, I have in the yeah, past. Like absolutely. I think there's such incredible shit being published and there's some really amazing publishers like um, Shortbox, for example. If you're in the UK, holy moly, why would you get comics from anywhere else? Mm. Um, so I don't know. Like I, I, It's going to be really interesting to see what like all the distribution stuff does to the kind of monthly comic schedule and... Yeah, I mean, DC not being part of Diamond now is going to shake things up a lot. I mean, I know Kings is already having trouble accessing DC comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not doing we're not doing as badly as some comic book stores, I know, but it is hard for comic book stores outside of the states, especially. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't know, man. The Warren Ellis stuff has been a big bummer. Yeah, and and like the extent of how how bad his reach in the comic scene was is just like it's so disturbing and and yeah you know i i don't like do i still want those books on my shelf anymore do am i okay with (laughs) will will i ever want to pick them up and read them again you know there are questions that i ask myself yeah for sure i think that's like a very personal conversation that everyone needs to have with themselves i don't think there's really a right one i believe i can i consider you my conscience so (laughs) Well, then you're fucked, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm still, I'm still, uh, in some sense, I'm still a Warren Ellis fan. In some sense, I'm always going to be a Warren Ellis fan. I think that, yeah. like, I was so unsurprised by the allegations. I know, I know so right? many dudes like that is the thing. I've been working in a comic book store since I was 17. Like, I don't know. Like, I just felt really like, oh, now we just all know, but it's just not, a joke anymore like we all knew that this yeah. stuff was happening it's i mean the important things that there's that everyone knows now so like one people can avoid people yeah. like warren ellis but also the 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 fact that so many people are vilifying his behavior now means that there won't be hopefully there won't be future people acting like him in those positions i hope so i hope so but it would i don't know i think it would require <laughs> such systemic change and comics is like this weird kind of interconnected, loosely held together group of freelancers all getting by on hand jobs and back rubs and stuff, you know? Like, like how are you supposed to... You're going to get an HR department for all of comics? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And like, the, the, like finding out about like the, the way some male writers and artists would treat the con scene as yeah. a way of like picking up girls and taking them back to the hotel and like... Yeah. And that's, like, like, it's so hard because it's this world where professional and social is, like, it's it's a Venn diagram that's just one circle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I... Yeah. And who, you know, hands up who didn't meet their partner through comics, both of my hands are down because right. I met my partner through comics. <laughs> Should I put my hand up? <laughs> I met in, uh, in, in, in a King's Cross nightclub, and you can't say a single bad thing about, the, about Sydney's <laughs> King's Cross nightclub scene. It's pure. That's a pure scene. 
nothing bad ever happened there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Someone's got yeah. some answers. Let me know. Yeah, I, so I'm, I'm like, because it's not, it wasn't just Warren Ellis. There's so many um, creators that we've supported the books of over the last few years that have, uh, you know, been uh, exposed yeah. recently. I thought, that, I thought that um, Robbie Rodriguez is one. It's not funny, but it is funny that he was like, you guys want to come have a threesome? And they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you really, you really misjudged that. You really, really misjudged that. Oh, man. Um, what's the name of uh, the artist on Southern Bastards with uh, Jason Latour? Yeah, that one was yeah, that, a, that was, was a bummer. Such a bummer. But like, also I'm unsurprised. I don't know. I don't know. Just the 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 working environment of like all these individuals sitting on their computers and then meeting up once a year and everyone just getting drunk and losing their minds. <laughs> and then yeah, like yeah, each year some of them are more famous and the others are you know. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's a, oh well. It's a, it's a mess. <laughs> what you gonna do um, look, as, as far as I know all the comics that we talked about today were written and drawn by by good good honest people hardworking people hmm. um, I'm not sure about Gantz but we can okay. at least agree right. hard right, working sure. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing if at the end of every episode of Serious Issues we like do we, we rank all the creators <laughs> out of who's most likely to be a creep <laughs> I would hate this podcast so much if that's how we like. <laughs> <laughs> Just finish every single episode that way. I love it. I'm such a bummer. Excellent. And always um, at the top you- of the list is me. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Serious Issues. We are going to try and be a bit more regular. Yeah, sorry. We're going to give this podcast some fiber. Yeah. And, uh, and be more regular. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and read some more Western comics because I know a majority of people listen purely for that. But hey, I'm, I'm, on a th- I'm doing a thing right now. Yeah, let it be. And- <laughs> spread his um, weeb but uh make sure you're in our facebook group which is facebook.com slash groups slash serious issues podcast uh where you have uh, hundreds of people talking about all kinds of comics 24 hours a day um and uh you can email us at uh serious i don't even know what the email address is just contest, contest us. is there we have a patreon if you uh, feel like kicking a couple bucks our way patreon.com slash serious issues podcast I couldn't blame you if you're like, I'm not giving you guys shit because <laughs> you, you don't give us shit. <laughs> it's completely fair. Um, but look, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nappy money. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's rice money. It's rice uh, money, it's, man. It's eggs money. Yep. <laughs> which household, which household do you think eats more eggs? Um, let, let us know in the Facebook group. I know that mm. for a while, your canonically lovely boyfriend, Nate, just had a jug of boiled eggs in the fridge. <laughs> and he'd be like, yo, you, 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 you want an egg? It's <laughs> like, I don't want an egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'd it's just so tuck terrible. into an egg. Look, that's a big issue in our relationship. My, my littlest baby is super allergic to eggs. Last oh, time no. I gave him egg, he like puffed up like a balloon. One of his ears doubled in size. It was pretty he funny. He puffed up like a Gantz boob. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say that about my baby. Sorry, I was, you know, making a callback. Yeah. <laughs> so some some things are more important than uh, than being nice to your to your friends' children. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.